why should you create a blog and six different steps to do it properly with Christy Hines, episode 46, let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rebel Growth Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for being here and tuning in. Now, I just want to let you know that I have read your emails, and a lot of people have concerns about blogging, about why to start a blog. They hear everywhere and they read everywhere everywhere they, they, they should start a blog. Some of them because they want to create a business out of, out of a blog, and some of you because you are in charge of a startup or of a small business and you want to use a blog as a content marketing tool. So for that reason, I have with me today Christy Hind from Kikolani.com. We're going to cover the six different steps that she considers that you have to take in order to create a successful blog for whatever reason that you want to use your blog. Like I said, you can create a business out of your blog, blog like, and you can monetize it uh, after you create an audience. You can monetize it by creating products, uh, selling affiliate stuff, etc. Or you can use your blog as a content marketing machine for your business. This is assuming that you already have a product because um, it can be a software product. It can be whatever it is. It can be a, a dentist and you can have you could have your own blog if you wanted to. But I do see that a lot of people have doubts as to why they should create a blog. So that's what we're going to discuss on today's interview with Christy Hines. I want to remind you that everything that we mentioned here today is going to be available at rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 46. And now let's jump right into the interview with Christy. Christy Hines, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, I, I was just, we, we were just talking about how you were one of the first people to ever connect online with me like four years ago when I started blogging. And that makes it for a very special episode. Um, so uh, why do we begin by telling our listeners a little about how it is that you got started with with blogging. Um, I actually got started with blogging just trying to share some creative stuff that I had created, like uh, poetry and photography and things like that. And um, I got in the actual marketing aspect of it because I was posting all this stuff on a personal blog and I wanted people to see it. Obviously, you know, that's why I'm posting it online. And as I was trying to learn the strategies of actually marketing my own stuff, I just... I started enjoying writing about that actual process. And where has blogging taken you now? Like, where are you at now? Um, now I'm a freelance writer, and that really kind of all came to be because of my blogging on my own website and guest posting for others. Um, what kind of um, you know, services do you provide? Like, uh, I primarily write blog posts for people. That's okay. how I got my first client as they reached out to me and said, you know, we've seen your the post you write for Search Engine Journal and Social Media Examiner, we'd like to pay you to write the same post for us. So basically, I just kind of get paid to blog for other people, mostly businesses. You are an incredible uh, blogger for sure. I also hired you, like I was just saying, like four years ago. Um, who was your first client? Um, Kissmetrics, actually. Actually, They were the ones that reached out to me first. 
Oh, really? They've been around for so long? I don't yes. know. Was it Neil that reached ah, out to you? It wasn't him. It was just somebody who was editing the, the blog at the time, yeah. No, and I actually, uh, like two days ago, I read an article or a mention from Neil Patel saying how, how great you were as as a writer. Or or, or was it like, uh, maybe it was, um, um, how do you call it, a testimonial. Oh, I think it was a testimonial on your website from Neil Patel. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that. Um, <laughs> so wh- what are some expectations people can get from, from blogging? I mean... Uh, why? I mean, imagine someone that has no idea what this world is all about. A lot of people listener will have listening will have, but for someone who has no idea what this whole online marketing content creation world does and is, what can people expect from starting to blog? Uh, well, basically, it's just a way to kind of demonstrate what you know. So, you know, if you're running a business and you, for, you know, say you're a social media consultant, um, you're going to want to prove to potential clients that you know about social media. So creating a blog allows you to say, you know, like, hey, here's what I know about this. Here's what I know about that. And it kind of gives people the sense of, hey, this person knows what they're, they're talking about. So I definitely want to hire them. Right. Um, uh, and if you're creating a blog as a business itself... Um, if you're creating it as a business itself, it's just a creating content's a great way to get traffic. So if you're looking to say monetize with advertisers, you know, just on a specific topic, like you know, say something like products about horses or something, you could create a right. blog all about horses. Um, it's going to eventually attract a lot of search engine traffic, social media traffic, and then advertisers who have products that are going to fit that audience are going to start contacting you based on that traffic and want to advertise to get in front of your audience. Right, and you can also reach out to potential advertisers and let them, you know, maybe provide an advertiser package or something. Exactly, yeah. If you kind of create a little media kit online, that's going to help you kind of attract more people or reach out to people and get the advertising dollars or everything through your blog. Yeah, well, I personally started blogging because um, I was working for a company, yeah, five, four or five years ago as a you know, marketing manager. And I was learning so much about online marketing and SEO, and I, you know, felt compelled to start using those strategies on something of my own. So I created like niche websites, like a lot of people did. Um, and then a lot of people and friends starting asking about those things that I was doing. So I started creating. A, I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm answering the same questions over over and over at parties and 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 whatnot. I'm gonna actually create a blog and, and tell people to go there and check what I'm doing, check out what what I'm doing, so they can actually see my results and learn my numbers. Because a lot of people were very skeptical of what <laughs> what it was that I was doing for money, because that led me to quit the job that I that I was on as a marketing manager uh, that allowed me to do it. So uh, a lot of people who didn't know absolutely anything about this whole world didn't understand. So my blog uh, really helped them. Then I took it ser- more seriously. Um, eventually, I renamed the blog. It's now Rebel, Rebel Growth. Um, I focused it more on, on startup growth, so growth and all that and marketing uh, itself. So let's, let's take our, our listeners through the actual process of creating a blog, a successful blog, because it's not like just, all right, I'm going to create a website, I'm going to put up content, and, and that'll be it, right? There's like a process, like best practices, and that's what I want to feature, uh, some of them at least, on this episode. What would be the very first step for someone to take? 
Uh, well, I mean, if they have no website to start with, um, the very first thing you're going to want to do is come up with a really good domain name. And if it's something, you know, that like you're trying to brand for yourself to like build a name for your own personal brand, then obviously you're going to want to do your own name as the donate domain name. So like I have a website that's just christyhines.com and that's what I'm kind of using to brand myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a tool called Noem. It's um, K-N-O-W-E-M.com. And what it'll allow you to do is you can search like a specific username. So like I would search Christy Hines. And it'll tell you if like that domain is available, if the Twitter account's available, if the Facebook's account account is available. And basically it just helps you kind of with the branding process so you're not trying to find out, you know, oh, is this available here? Is this available there? Or, or the other thing is like if you create the website and then you find out, oh, I can't get this on Twitter and now you've got like mismatched handles and stuff. So it's a good tool to use and it's free. So definitely something to start out with. And um, from there, uh, you want to get a good web hosting account. Um, I suggest, I always suggest people who want to start a blog that they use the kind of self-hosted version of WordPress. So have your own domain, have the software installed on your domain. That way it's like fully under your control and everything. And um, usually, usually what I would suggest as far as web hosting goes, a lot of people try to go like really cheap and get like, you know, like yeah. the $5 a month kind of services. But um, so when you do... Idea. Yeah, when you do that, unfortunately, you're going to deal with security issues and um, possible backup issues. I've seen people, like, every couple of months, just like, oh, this hosting company lost my entire website and I didn't have a backup, so now I'm trying to scrape it off the web archives (laughs) and things like that. And that's definitely not something you want to do. And um, if your website gets hacked, then Google's going to get on it. It's going to start, like, warning people, like, oh, this site's not safe, and then people are going to stop coming to your website. So... I always suggest like a WordPress managed hosting service, which is going to be a little more expensive, but at the same time, it's got like all these other like security features and backup features. So you can kind of be confident that your website's going to stay safe. And um, so like the two I usually recommend is WP Engine and Web Synthesis, which is by Copyblogger. And both of them are really good with like security and backups and everything like that. They are more expensive than the $5 a month service, but I think it's like $47 and $29 a month. So it's not terrible, but it has a lot of like kind of confidence surf building services in the middle. Sure. Um, you know what, what, one problem that I see people having a lot and one question that, that people ask me a lot incredibly is how to decide what to blog about, like what to actually create my blog about. A lot of people <coughs> want, just want to create a blog about everything that they do in their, in their life. And, uh, and I think, oh, well, th- that's okay if you want to talk to your family about what it is that's going on in your daily life, right? But as a strategic blog, it's a terrible idea. Why do you think people should avoid that practice? Um, well, it all really depends on your goals. And a lot of times, like, if you're trying to build a business or you're trying to turn your blog into something that's going to monetize itself eventually, you need to kind of focus on one topic. I mean, you could kind of mix in personal posts here and there, but it's going to be easier like if you're looking to get advertisers or you're looking to get affiliate marketing or if you're looking to like sell products or services eventually down the road, like it's a lot easier to get the right kind of audience if you're focused on the traffic or you're focused on topics that are kind of related to what you want to sell. Right. Um, uh, yeah, niching down and it also helps helps with um, credibility and building authority, right? Um if you exactly. want to be known in your in your industry for for what it is that you that you do, you want to be recognized. 
Exactly. Yeah. You want to be like a social media expert or a content expert or an SEO expert. It's hard to be a pretty much an authority on anything if you're writing about 20 different things every single day. <laughs> so how do you recommend for someone that's actually starting a blog as a business itself, how do you recommend people decide on a topic? Um, it has to really be something you're interested in and something you're passionate about and something you know how to monetize. So, I mean, you know, if you know a lot about flowers and you think like, oh, I could write about this forever and ever and you know of ways like you could kind of like maybe, I don't know, do an affiliate program for 1-800-Flowers or something like that, you know, that might be something good to blog about. But um, honestly, if you don't have like the passion and the interest in it, like no matter what kind of monetization you could see for it, like if you're not interested in it, then it's going to be really hard to maintain oh, in the long run. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're like, unless you have a huge budget and you know you're going to be able to hire somebody else to write about it. Right. There's, which case that might work, but <laughs> that's an approach. I mean, you could you could approach blogging as uh, creating an online media, like a huge magazine online, like entrepreneur.com is or uh, I don't know ink.com or whatever other huge publications website there is like you could approach this as like not just as a blog but as a huge media publication website and hire a lot of people if that's your, you know what's in your mind you could definitely go about that but still you have to decide what you're going to do what topics you're going to cover and all that so um, what are some mistakes that you see people making when, when they're very first start, you know, they're starting out? Um, one of the things that people commonly do is they look at a site like, you know, Entrepreneur or something or Mashable and they're like, oh, I need to blog like 10 times a day or something. Right. <laughs> and they just kind of go into it, kind of guns blazing and everything. And it's just a little too much. And they sacrifice the quality for the quantity. And so that's a that's a big thing I warn people about is just like, you know, start off really slow, focus on, you know, writing maybe one post a week that's like really great that you could kind of continue promoting and then kind of build from there as opposed to trying to meet some kind of quota that you aren't realistically able to do. Right. Okay. So what platforms do you recommend using? And I know what it's going to be, but let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I definitely always suggest, you know, having your own blog with WordPress is like mm -hmm. definitely like that should be your kind of starting place. Um, there's lots of other things out there like Medium and the LinkedIn Publisher and things like that. And I mean, you could always use those to like promote the content you've posted on your own website. But ultimately, you don't want to like put all of your content on a website that might decide, oh, well, we don't like the publisher platform anymore, so we're just going to nix it, and then you've lost all your content. So that's why I always suggest having your own website and having control of that because, I mean, with WordPress, you could pretty much export everything and move it wherever you want to. And right. in all honesty, there's so many people using it, I doubt they're just going to decide to get rid of it one day. 25% so. of the website's online. Exactly. All the billions of websites, 25% are, are built on, on WordPress. That's actually a report that I read a couple days ago. I'll try to find that and link to it, uh, link to it on, on the show notes. But that's, that's impressive. I mean, 25%. Now, the second, media, uh, the second um, platform, like Content Manager, doesn't even have, you know, half of it. So <laughs> exactly. That's a lot. That's a and, lot. and you just don't have to, like, you know, like there's the Facebook Notes thing that's coming out again. Like a couple of years ago, it was a really big, then Facebook stopped you know, paying attention to it, so no one else did, and now it's coming back. But that's always something that, like, if you put all your content there, you have to worry about, you know, one day is Facebook going to not focus on this anymore, and I'm going to lose all my content, I'm going to lose all my comments. Like, that's just something you don't want to have to worry about. 
Right, so we have our domain name, uh, we have our hosting, well, hope, hopefully a good one like you just recommended. We know what we're going to blog about. Uh, we created our WordPress blog, we have it up. Now it's time to create our content pages elements. What are some important pages and elements that you have to put in your blog like the first day? Uh, well, you definitely want to have pretty much any website. You're going to want to have an about us page, which either talks about you or talks about all the contributors you're going to have for your blog or just talks about in general what the website's going to be about. You're going to want to have a contact us page. So if people have any questions or eventually when you get people wanting to advertise and things like that, that they have a way of easily contacting you. Uh, you're going to want to have some kind of maybe a start here page kind of thing. So like new visitors to your website could kind of find your best content or beginner's content or things like that just really easily. And I mean, that's that's just pretty much the standard for any any website. And then just kind of depending on your goals, like if you're going to offer services or products, obviously you're going to want to have a page for those. Uh, you're definitely going to want to have a page for getting people to sign up for your email list kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah, that's something that you could just kind of link to anywhere. Just be like, sign to my to my newsletter and just have a page that's dedicated to that. Like your lead page, your sign-up page. Exactly, yeah. And um, as far as elements go, um, I always think of those as kind of like the widgets on your blog. So if you have a sidebar on your blog, like the things you should have on that. And um, I always suggest having like a really short about me or about this website kind of thing right at the top. So that way people who come there... They could just kind of get a quick overview of like what your site's about, and that's really important because like somebody might come to your website on based on one article, and you'll want to have something that says you know hey you'll want to stick with us because we write a lot about stuff about this, and um, aside from that you'll want to have an opt-in form for an email list in your sidebar. You'll want to have links to your social profiles so they know other ways that they can follow you because you know everybody has a different system for following a blog, and you don't want to like pigeonhole people to like one of them. Right. Um, yeah, well, what I always say, tell people when it comes to putting, you know, what you want people to achieve is that you have to know what are the goals that you want people to, your visitors to complete in your website, right? And based on those goals, craft your call to actions, your sign up forms or whatever it is that you want people to do. If you want them to sign up to your email list, make sure you have enough space dedicated to to sign up forms uh, if you want them to follow you on social social media uh then make sure you you feature a lot of follow me buttons you know your your twitter profile facebook profile all that um always know what you want your visitors to achieve that's the number one uh thing that you have to keep in mind whenever you're doing anything with your web website you whenever you're writing a post what is it that you want them to learn whenever you're writing your about page? What is it you want them to, you know, feel, connect with you, learn about you, all that. All right, exactly, so, yeah. yeah. All right, so we start, we have all, all our pretty pages and elements up, and we want to start publishing. How often? Yeah, you, you mentioned like once a week, but what if you want to, I don't, I don't know, rack, rack up a, a couple articles or, or you want to go faster or... Um, you know, it's all dependent on, like, how much time you have to devote for it. Um, my recommendation is just, like, you know, however often you know you can create a quality blog post, that's how often you should publish. Mm -hmm. So if you know you can do it once a day, then, you know, that's great. Not a lot of people I know can do 
through that just because they have so many other things going on. But I mean, if you have that capability or you're going to hire in or bring in guest bloggers that have that capability, I mean, it's definitely something to go for. Because yeah. like the more content you have, obviously, the more stuff that could be in- indexed by search and the more things you can promote. So, you know, obviously more content is better, but only if you're publishing quality. Because if people start to come to your website and they see like a you know, mediocre at best kind of post, then they're not going to want to come back. Do you think there's an average number of visitors you can you can expect from from your blog posts? Like, let's say I publish a hundred a hundred blog posts in a year, uh, I can expect thirty episodes, thirty visitors per per article. Is there like an average number? Uh, I don't know that there's an average number, and a lot of it really just depends on how off how well you promote the post right. and how well you optimize it for search because. I mean, you could post like a really great thing and never promote it, and it gets like one visitor just off by accident or something, you know? Okay, so um, yeah, definitely. I, I see promoting uh, like the biggest part of it all. I mean, if you're not, if no one finds you or reads you, it makes no sense at all, right? So you have to promote. It's not like the old days where you could just build them and they would come, right? Like they would exactly, say, exactly, yeah, yeah. So okay, here's where we get into the more. Uh, advanced parts so you advanced people out there pay attention <laughs> um, what are some top ways to start promoting like really and get real results um, I would say uh, definitely no matter what kind of blog or what kind of business goals you have make sure you're building your email list because that's like the best place to promote your content so even if that's all you do with your email list is email them and say hey I just wrote a new blog post mm-hmm. like that's that's probably going to be where you get most of your traffic eventually is just promoting it through your email list and then um, building social networks using social media advertising can help a lot. Um, depending on the content topic, you can always use like the distribution networks like Outbrain. So, like you know, a lot of it just really depends on your budget and how much time you have to spend to, for it. Um, what about SEO? What, like how how what are some like super basic things that you have to keep in mind when when you're writing a post for SEO? Don't name everything. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> way too basic. But just give it give us like two or three things that you should definitely consider? Um, well, I personally like to write my blog post with readers in mind first and then go back and optimize it. Right, obviously. So, so I'll just kind of like, I'll, I'll write the blog post and I'll be like, okay, what's one keyword that I know that when people search, this is the article they're going to want to find. And I just take that keyword and make sure it's in the title, make sure it's in some of the images, and then just kind of make sure it's peppered throughout the content. Nothing unnatural, but... In most cases, if you're writing about something, you're going to mention it several times, and that's really kind of all the optimization you need. So, Christy, who is your ideal visitor, your ideal reader? Uh, my ideal reader, for the most part, is just somebody who's going to want to sign up for my freelance writing services. So, you know, somebody who has a blog but doesn't have time to write for it, uh, content editors, content managers, people like that, small business owners in some cases. What, and do you do anything specific to promote your blog so that those kind of people find you? Um, I usually advertise my blog posts to those people because like Facebook and LinkedIn, and you can always like just say like I want somebody with this job title to see my content and things like that. So I just kind of make sure I advertise it to them. Huh, that's pretty smart. That's, I like that specific uh, tip. Um, how well do you see your Facebook ads performing to those 
to those kind of people? Um, it usually does really well. Like if you could get really specific about your ads, you'll spend a lot less money and get a lot more kind of conversions. So in my case, I look at how many people come to the blog post and then submit a lead submission form. And I track that at Google Analytics so I know which ads are actually kind of working for me. Yeah. You can always use uh, native advertising. We recently published an episode with uh, Joe Polizzi on native ads on how you can actually use them to promote your content and why, you know, and, and how to make it uh, in, a, in a way that it's affordable and, and, you know, and that you can actually start and use it as, as one of your first promotion strategies. So that's episode 38, I believe it was, with Joe Polizzi. I'll link to that in the, in the show notes as well. Um, so, Christy, thank you so much for, for all the content, you know, all the value um, where can people go to stay connected with you and learn more about what it is that you do? Um, well, my main website is just christyhides.com and my Twitter handle is at Kikolani. Okay. Wonderful. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, go check, check Christy out. You'll learn a lot from her, I guarantee. Uh, Christy, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Christy. I'm sure I did. I hope you took a lot of notes. I want to remind you that you can read everything that we mentioned here today at rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 46 for the show notes. Please go ahead and subscribe to the episode, sorry, to the podcast so you don't miss on a single episode. Until next week with Mark Schaefer, we're going to discuss how to find your alpha audience. Until then, keep going.